Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One of the characteristics that became vital for her pleasure was that their victims didn't die quickly. She is a most potent, powerful woman. For the very first time, the greatest minds in criminology have come together to dissect the psyches of some of the world's most prolific serial killers. These forensic psychiatrists, psychologists and pathologists have an incredible depth of knowledge and often first-hand insight into these killers, helping us to understand what makes a monster. The following interview with Professor Paul Britton was recorded in July 2019 for Crime and Investigation's TV series, Making a Monster. With over two decades spent as a consultant clinical and forensic psychologist, Professor Britton is an expert criminal profiler who has advised on numerous high-profile cases, such as the murder of James Bulger, the abduction of Abby Humphreys, and the negotiations and interviews that caught Colin Ireland. Here, Professor Britton offers his first-hand account of Rose West's crimes for the first time, having visited the infamous Cromwell Street to aid the police in their investigation. Caution, the subject matter of this interview contains graphic descriptions and is often very disturbing. I have never met Rosemary West. I have never interviewed her myself. So I am telling you this from what I have come to understand afterwards and what I know of people who have had similar histories. So what I'm telling you about Rosemary West's early antecedents are what I expect to see rather than what I absolutely know to be the case. I would expect that if you were to interview her she probably couldn't tell you the truth now. She will have rewritten her life in many important ways. So the Rosemary West isn't the same as the young woman who went on to meet Frederick West. She started off as a youngster. She had the disadvantage of growing up in a relatively isolated but abusive uh, semi-rural setting. She grew on through, not particularly noticeable then. Then she came into the orbit of Frederick West and things changed. 
So she went from being a person who had certain potentials, certain directions, into meeting the person whose relationship would change the direction of her life and a lot of other people's lives. So that she went on to develop an outpouring of angry control. She had previously a sense of almost submissive passivity in her life. Now, that may sound slightly unusual, but in terms of the overall average of people, she probably was. But when she met Frederick West, that all began to change because she was really a blank tablet. She was like a white sheet unwritten on, even though much of her functioning had been predisposed to be spoiled by what had happened earlier in her life. Now, the negative possibilities were unleashed. It was originally thought that Frederick West was probably the driving force. And I think what he was really was the liberating force, because Rosemary West was much brighter than Frederick West. And within a relatively short time, they became an equal partnership. And in many ways then, she surpassed him in the control and the need for sexual depravity that probably stays with her even now. I think that when Frederick West and Rosemary came together, they developed what we call a codependency. So in some important ways, they each became dependent on the other. They each gave validation, gave meaning to the other's possibilities. Um, I said that Rose West was in many ways a blank page, an empty book, but it wasn't Frederick West who wrote upon it. It was Frederick West who introduced the range of fantasies, the range of uh, sadistic potential that she was then herself able to write into the book. There wasn't a fantasy, there wasn't a potential that she could think of that wasn't encouraged, wasn't developed by Fred West until she far, far passed him. I think it's important and helpful to know what sadistic fantasies are, what sadistic means. Um, it doesn't just mean aggressive sex. For it to be sadistic, a person needs to get their sexual pleasure from the control of another person where that other person is suffering and enduring pain, and it is that part of it that gives the sadist the sexual pleasure that they then get. Now, in Rosemary West's um, condition, in her situation, there were several strands that merged together. The sadism that we've talked about is something that came out of her growing with Fred West. Uh, if you look at the early days, it was really limited to abducting someone or confining someone and binding them and beating them and perhaps, in her case, and his case going on to the most terrible rapes that were conducted. But that's only the beginning. It went on, it needed to go on, to the abduction, the control, the holding for days of these young women, binding of them, the 
physical torture of them. And remember, one of the characteristics that became vital for her pleasure and for his pleasure was that their victims didn't die quickly. They needed to have them kept alive so they could experiment more. What if? Why don't we do that? I'm quite sure that if we do this, she will really, really be frightened. And if you look at the remains, I remember when we were uh, looking at the situation, when people found skeletal remains, they were brought up from the cellar floor. There were some aspects of the pathology that at first didn't make sense. There were teeth that were not there. There was what turns out to be packing tape. And at first folks weren't quite sure what this meant. Well, in my world, I'm afraid it means very clearly that you have got someone who has made a mask, they've taken the tooth away, they put a pipe in so that the person can continue to breathe. In other words, they're not going to suffocate, they're not going to lose them quickly while you carry on with your sadistic pleasure. I think that the escalation from um, torture, from injury, where the, the victim stayed alive, when it went on to this most ritualistic murder where no amount of physical abuse and torture was enough and the ultimate death was brought about. I think that came from her contact with Fred West. Um, remember, early in his life, you had people who disappeared. You had people who were killed, we now know. And so, in a sense, he paved that way. He was able to show that, yes, you can kill people, and yes, you can get a return, you can get a kick from it, um, but for him at that stage, it was probably enough because he was simply clearing the way for what then he would do later. Now, for her, that opens a whole new door. And one of the problems with people who become addicted to this sort of behaviour is that there never is satiation. The fantasy can be played out, but very rarely does the victim give everything that they want in the fantasy. So it can be improved upon. If you think of an artist, if you think of the famous artists who've repeated a picture over and over again because it hasn't gone quite the way they wanted it to. Now that's grand for us because we look and we see the progression between the early drafts and the drawings to the finished final work. But with people like Rose West, that progress is written in people's blood and their deaths. I think people who think that Rosemary West wasn't a part of, a full part of the offences, are wrong. She's the woman who was fully involved in the original case that went before the magistrates, way back 25 years before they came to be arrested. Everything that later came to be acted out and embellished in the murders was laid out in outline form in that early offence. Later, when you look at what happened to the children, the West children at Cromwell Street, it is Rose West who is preparing the children very forcibly for their father's sexual attentions and that she herself is going to be involved in. Um, everything that we've heard along the way makes it clear that Rose couldn't have been in ignorance of it. Now, 
I know that she enjoyed a wide range of omnivorous sexual pleasures. And I know that she had all sorts of uh, guests who she entertained upstairs in the bedroom where there were cameras and all sorts of things. And that in itself shouldn't and wouldn't make her responsible for murders. So that you're not looking at a person who has a deviant lifestyle and therefore she must be a murderess. It's not that. There are lots of people who have those sorts of unusual lifestyles. What you're looking at is the very specific behaviour that's identical to the murders and the later treatment of the children that she is fully and wholly a part of. You're looking also at the death of the children or the child out in the wilderness where Fred is in prison when she is the person who killed the little girl. Alongside the adjoining property, the West's notorious house has subsequently been levelled and is now a public path. 25 Cromwell Street was the site of many of Rose West and her husband Fred's brutal murders, their own children living with routine sexual abuse and a constant threat against their own lives. But how could it have all passed unnoticed? I think it's a misunderstanding to think that 25 Cromwell Street was ever really a family home. It was a house where people lived, where children had to stay. But remember, those children in the main lived in fear. Um, why did it pass apparently unnoticed? Because people are never expecting such things to be going on. In the outside world, what do you see? You see... Fred West, who was described as an affable, friendly, cheerful builder. Fred West doesn't do things like that. Of course he doesn't. He's the front, the cover, for Rose West. For her, her world is both indoors and outdoors, but inside, she is a most potent, powerful woman. And I, I don't know if you have seen uh, the inside of the house. You will have noticed that on the ceiling of the staircase leading down that ultimately leads down to the cellar where these poor women were tortured and killed there's a poster of an erotic glamorous young woman who is very likely to have been the idealized version of what rose west would like to have seen for herself so it was never a normal home and remember the children weren't treated as ordinary children they were treated as sexual objects one killed because she gets in the way. Others treated as though they are little more than sexual slaves. Now, you have to be careful here because they, they weren't taken and immediately used sexually fully, but they were gradually brought into that terrible way of being so that they had to think of it as being normal, although it wasn't. And it's only, really, when you see those two ends of the continuum, you see at the beginning the offence that brought both Rosemary West and Fred before the magistrate's court all those years earlier, and then the end when both of them were terribly abusing their own children in their own house, that it began to fall down. In between, all of those offences carried on because no-one was looking and no-one could imagine such things going on. 
And remember, everyone thinks it's done, it's over. But it probably isn't. There are more Rose Wests. We don't know who they are, we don't know where they are. And there are almost certainly more people that were hurt by the Wests that we don't yet know about. None of the people who kill children, who kill their own, are anything other than human beings. So when we think in terms of monster, sexual monster, whatever the label we put on, we shouldn't forget that they are also a unique human being. And that when we ask ourselves, how does that happen? You have to unpick each of the threads that makes them what they are. Now, was Rose West a person who came into the world always destined to be the evil monster that people think of her as? Was she a person who came, had all of the benefits, all of the, the gains that we would like people to have and nevertheless went on to kill? No, she wasn't. She's a person who was herself abused, herself offended against, but nevertheless chose to develop that dark, what we would call evil side of her personality, so that it became that that was the most rewarding to her and that she went along with. It's very important for people to try to maintain their own draft, their own account of what happened. Even when you go off to prison to spend the rest of your life in prison, you have to live amongst other people. When you have been in the glare of the media, it's important to remember that the rest of the world are also having an opinion about you. And if you've already nailed your colour to the mast, saying, I didn't do this, why would you change? This is a person who received a whole-of-life sentence. This is a person who the authorities have said will never come out of prison. What motivation is there for her to say, yes, it's true, I did it? Even if she were to make that acknowledgement, it's not really going to change whether or not she comes out of prison. Everything that she has left makes it important that she tries to maintain this image of herself and pass it on to people who are now her friends and peers in prison because her future is now very much in their estimation and many of those people uh, despise and really are quite unpleasant towards people who harm and kill young people, children. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think that when talking to a person such as Rose West, the first thing that is vital is that you don't rush and that regardless of what they have done, they are entitled to human dignity. So you can't start hitting somebody verbally or psychologically and then expect them to suddenly give you what you think you want. You have to have what amounts to a shared conversation and that means you have to be able to respect whatever fragment of humanity is still there to allow the person to know that there is a reason to talk. There is a reason to discuss who and what they are and what they've done. If there's not, why ever would they bother doing it? Because if that's not the case, why are you there? Well, you're there for your interests. You're not there for their interests. And I think that the person concerned has to know that you will treat them with the dignity that allows them to talk about who and what they are. And you've got to be prepared to be surprised by the answers. The Wests have been the subject of many true crime documentaries and even a dramatisation of events after their arrest in ITV's Appropriate Adult. This is a case that continues to hold the public's attention. But what specifically is it about Rose West's character and her history that led to her doing what she did? And is there still a functioning person underneath the Rose West that we see? I think that this case continues to hold the public interest for a variety of reasons. One of the reasons is that, of course, there has been, from the beginning, a massive media interest. Folks from all over the world came and gave it tabloid headline descriptions, the House of Horrors and all of the rest of it. But beyond that, what is alleged to have happened, and what did happen, is that you have a person, in this case a woman, who broke all of the rules and the expectations of motherhood. This is a person who you would normally expect to protect her children, to die for her children, to protect them if necessary. This is a person who you would expect to have stood between them and a sexual predator. But in fact, the reverse was true. She actually took on each of those roles so that the children became depersonalised. 
They became objects that were there simply for her pleasure and Frederick's pleasure. Um, and I think for those reasons, people cannot easily believe that this is a person, a woman, the same as the rest of us. There has to be a difference. And I think people want both the reassurance to know that that's not really like me, but also I think people do like that prurient, well, look at that. Rosemary West shares many of the human characteristics as the rest of us. I think the difficulty is that the criminal behaviour, the murders, the torture, became such a major part of her existence that that came to overwhelm and blot out everything else. So if the question is, at the core of that, is there still a person? The answer is probably. But the next question is, is that a person that you can ever reach? Is that a person that you can ever reach in, hold their hand and bring them back? I would be very surprised. I don't think I could ever say that there is zero possibility of rehabilitating anybody, Rose West. However, I think that the prospect of that happening is vanishingly small. These are people who knew that if they were caught, if they were apprehended, then the world would fall down on top of them. But they believed they could get away with it. And here's an interesting observation. I'm fairly sure that even if they knew at some point they would be caught, they would have to go to prison, they still wouldn't have stopped. In the next Making a Monster, the tapes, we'll have the second section of our interview with Professor Paul Britton, where he talks more about his career as a clinical and forensic psychologist. Make sure you have Crime and Investigation's eight-part TV show, Making a Monster, set to record. There are new episodes every Monday at 9pm, each featuring a different serial killer. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave a review on your regular podcast app, tag your post with hashtag makingamonster on social media, or find Crime and Investigation by searching on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. You can also head to crimeandinvestigation.co.uk for more information on the series and profiles on all the killers featured. Making a Monster the Tapes features interviews recorded by Monster Films for the Crime and Investigation TV series and was voiced by me, Cherry Healy, produced by Sam Pearson and Chloe Frost, with editing by Joel Porter. Serial killers are made, not born. The greatest minds in criminology come together for the first time. There are two questions. Who are they and how did they get to be who they are? I don't believe anyone is born a serial killer. I do not want some of the stuff going through their minds to be running around inside mine. We need to know the motivation of what they're getting out of it. Serial killers are human beings and they're not always predictable. What is it that they're really trying to achieve in these killings? No infant is going to grow into a serial killer if it is loved and nurtured and successful in life. Distorted backgrounds produce distorted individuals. 
If it can be imagined, no matter how depraved, it can be done. Making a Monster, part of Serial Killer Season, starts Monday, 10th of February at 9, new to Crime and Investigation. The mind of a criminal can be a very dark place. But you're not scared of the dark, are you? Are you? CrimeCon, the world's number one true crime event, is coming to London. 25th and 26th of September, 2021. Get inside the mind of serial killers and psychopaths. Learn from leading criminologists. Hear from the families and survivors. Meet your favorite true crime podcasters. Immerse yourself in forensic evidence and delve deeper into unsolved crimes. Tickets are on sale now. Visit crimecon.co.uk. CrimeCon UK. The ultimate true crime weekend. Partnered by Crime and Investigation. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.